I believe that uh, when we walk in intimacy with the Lord, our whole life changes. Your past, your present, your addictions, your struggles, the things that people have done to you, the way people have abandoned you or labeled you, the things that you have partnered with in your heart and mind, I don't care what they are. Only He has the authority to tell you who you are. We have to ask Holy Spirit to download His heart to our heart. We have to be people who raise their hands and say, I'm here, this is my city, this is my region, it's not somebody else's problem. We have been talking about the living a lifestyle of balance, loving God with all of our heart, our soul, our mind, and our physical bodies. And so last week they came and began the conversation of what does it look like to love God with all of our physical bodies and to steward them and to walk in lordship of our physical health. And I know that that can be a little bit of a difficult conversation. We all come at that from different places and maybe it's not your typical Sunday morning message, which I love that we don't do typical Sunday morning messages, but I simply wanted to release safety and freedom into this room, that anything that you would be feeling about, uh, about lack, about comparison, about competition, nobody is asking you to look around at anybody else and say, to follow Jesus, you have to look like them, or you have to have this, or weigh this much, or look, not, no one is saying that. All we are saying is, what do you look like fully alive in Jesus? What do you look like fully healthy in your physical body? And to get to that place, we have to ask hard questions and have difficult conversations, but Lou and Chantel do it with such grace and such anointing. They do it in their regular life, so it's so fun that they get to come and share these things with us here at Living Waters on a Sunday morning. So would you guys give them a hand? And uh... Thank you. Is that yours? It's yours, yeah. Ha, ah, what an intro. Ah. No, it was good. It was excellent. It's all the things that... Uh, that we know um, people are thinking when we talk about what we talk about because we talk about it all the time. And so we know that there's hesitation and there's uh, some like butterflies and some racing hearts and... Uh, I'm sorry. Is it on? Okay, okay. It was a good joke. Nobody heard it. Um, and so I think, uh, I think it's really important when uh, we talk about... We're actually gonna talk... Um, when it comes to our bodies, there is, there's a lot of talk about shame. Um, there's a lot of talk about uh, being fit, being unfit, um, our diets, what we choose to eat, what we don't eat, what we like to eat, what we eat in private. Um, and, and so I think there's a lot of things that are hidden when we talk about the body. And a lot of the times we just, if we are ashamed of our body, we just buy bigger clothes we don't hang out with people who um, might work out all the time, and so then we feel guilty for not working out. Um, and so I think that, uh, I mean, today, this morning, what I would really like to do is I want everybody just to connect and look and feel about like their own, their own body, not anyone else's, not what you're supposed to be, not what you should be. I want us to really look at that and I want, because we, we labeled, um, when we were talking about this, when we talked about, okay, what are we gonna actually call this? And we didn't want to focus it directly on shame because what is shame? If we just like label or we put a word on it, but really what is shame? Shame is disconnection. 
And so what we find in what Lou and I do is we find that people are disconnected from their bodies. Why are they disconnected from their bodies? How does this happen? How are we disconnected from our body if we walk around with a body, we're standing, we're sitting, we sleep, we eat, we drink, um, we laugh, all of these things that are, that are functioning inside of our bodies. We talk about our heart, we talk about our spirit, we talk about our mind, and then all of a sudden when we talk about our body, what is seen by other people on the outside, even when we're standing still, there is shame attached to it. But indeed we can disconnect from our body. So what happens when we disconnect from our body? We start to not feel things. We start to just start to blame our behavior on other people, on circumstances, on situations, on how we were raised, on whatever it is. We become unaware that what we eat actually affects our mood and our mood then affects how we communicate and connect with other people. We also start to avoid uh, the awareness of even like when I don't sleep very well and I'm grumpy, my attitude will then affect how I connect with other people. And so if you connect in a way or your behavior is in a way where it's sharp, abrasive, then we become ashamed of that behavior and then we just disconnect even more. And so we say, why? Why, why do I continue to do this? Why am I doing this? Why am I, if I know that eating like this is not healthy for me, if I know that continuing with this addiction is not healthy for me, if it's not healthy for my relationship, if it's not healthy for me, why do I keep doing it? And I think that's where we land so often is we ask ourselves why or we're afraid to ask ourselves why. Because if we start asking ourselves why, then we can follow a pattern or a chain that might lead us to a place where we decided not to feel this or that it was too hard to feel this. So when we talk about trauma and when you hear the word trauma, when you hear the word difficulty, when you hear the word struggle, you hear these words and you're like, gosh, well, I don't have any trauma. I don't really have anything difficult going on in my life, but I just... I'm really just, I just don't like to go to the gym and I like to eat sugar, so get off my back. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, let's take a couple steps back. So um, when, we, when, when, I, when Lou and I were talking about this, when he said everybody, it was everybody, but then everybody, me and you. My ability to connect with you, my ability to connect with me. Because if we just continue to disconnect from our behavior and end our bodies, we will end up, we just get confused. Why does this happen? Why does this happen? Why does this happen? Can we we'll go to the next one? So sometimes it's really easy when, uh, or some of you may feel like it's very easy when you see Lou and I stand up here and we're fit and there's immediate disconnect because we don't understand what it's like to not be fit. We don't understand what it's like to struggle emotionally. We don't understand what it's like to be overweight, 
to, uh, to be ashamed of what our body looked like at certain points in time. And so I'd like to share this photo with you. Um, so this is me. So in the middle, this is me about two years ago after a lot of heart work. That hard work, heart work. That was good. Yeah, that was good. Um, and so the pictures on the outside were actually, um, they were me in a season of my life where I was just moving. I was, and just, I was teaching, I was working, I was just doing life. I was very lost, I was very numb. I've never been overweight, never thought myself to be extremely heavy or um, inactive, but there was a point in my life where I didn't realize that what I looked like on the outside didn't necessarily affect like my choices and what I ate, but it was actually a reflection of my heart and where I was. And so years before, and the hat, guys, the hat is just, <laughs> it's just bad. We weren't friends yet, so I didn't uh, tell her I'm maybe like, she where shouldn't were, wear where that. Where were my friends when I decided to wear that hat? Shoot. Um, and so the picture in the middle, I, I weigh about 140 pounds, and the picture on the outside, I weigh almost 190. So, and that was in a period of just a couple years that that weight was put on. And so I really wasn't, uh, I just bought bigger pants and started to cover it up and really didn't realize until I saw that picture. And that picture, unfortunately, is in a bound book. <laughs> it actually has like a binding. It's not like the, just the, the spiral. No, it's actually like, yes. So, and when I saw that picture, I realized like, gosh, what is, what is going on? Because I know that that's not me. And it's not because of what I'm eating, but why am I eating what I'm eating? So there are so many stories that we have now of people that I actually had um, a woman come up to me and share with me. Um, we've been working with her for, gosh, probably two years now. And uh, she has three children. She's pregnant with her third. Well, she has two children, pregnant with her third. And, um, and she said to me, so when she conceived her first child, she was raped. And there was thought of not keeping the baby. And so during that pregnancy, she disconnected herself from feeling anything about the pregnancy. Why? Because her body, she allowed her body, and she said this, to be in a situation where she knew she shouldn't have been. In college, she went to a party. She knew that she shouldn't go. She did it anyway. She did things she should not have done, then therefore... It resulted in a pregnancy. There was shame in that. She didn't know who the father was. So there was disconnect. She decided to keep the baby. Then she gets married. She gets pregnant and she still has shame. It brings back everything that happened in her first pregnancy brought it all back, didn't even know that it could even come back because it's a different baby. She's married, she knows who the father is. She is comp she's comfortable, she feels loved, but there was still disconnect. So we've been working with her 
And she came up to me and she said, Chantal, I just want you to know that since I have become more acquainted with my body, not more perfect with my actions, not more strict with my diet, not more strict with my exercise, but once I, I am now pregnant with my third child and I feel everything and I feel joy about the life that is inside of me. And I was like, dang, I love my job. Right, there's so much. So I feel like there's a, um, there is also an awareness of if someone is extremely fit, it does not mean that their heart is healthy. If someone is overweight, it doesn't mean that they are a mess or just don't care about their body. Oh, that was a good save. And if, if there is, we've, we've worked, yeah, just put it on the floor. That'd be, that's, that's the best place to put it. Um, I think that there is a, a misunderstanding of even if, if someone is little, if someone is skinny, if someone is um, just because that the, the choices that they make as far as food goes, that it doesn't, it's not coming from an unhealthy place just because they don't gain weight. I think we, need to, we just need to squash that. We also need to squash because then it also will disconnect us from other people. So then if someone is heavy set and they see someone who's skinny or thin complaining or sharing or telling, telling a story about something about their heart and they're like, yeah, you don't, you don't know, I don't even care. I don't even care because you're skinny and you look good and I don't want to hear anything you have to say. Because if my life... My life, the things that I want to be different, if, if I was skinny and if I looked good, then my life would be completely different and I'd be ready to do all kinds of hard things and make hard choices. Right? But it's not true. We do that with so many things because we say, if only I had this, then I would take action. Well, let's just start taking action rather than saying, well, if this was all lined up, Take action, start lining things up, start doing hard things. Start asking yourself hard questions and answering them honestly. It's important. So we can go to the next slide and then Lou can tell you about that one. That's a great segue. Uh, So uh, that picture, obviously you can see 2010, Uh, so messy. So, so messy. And I was, I owned a gym at this time and I had no idea that I actually looked like that. I caught a picture of my butt in a picture one day at the gym and I was like, is that me? I was like, hmm, well, I think my heart is a mess. And so the picture on the right is not more exercise, because I had just run 10 miles after that picture. It was really painful. But even my face, that doesn't even look like me. I weighed 165, 170 pounds in that picture. Uh, And I owned a gym, and I exercised, and I ate well. So sometimes the matters of our heart and our minds actually manifest themselves on our bodies. Or in our bodies through... It could be anxiety, it could be depression, it could be sickness, it could be a lot of, a lot of things. And shame is heavy. Like, it's heavy. 
I, I don't ever want to run at that weight ever again because I felt everything. Like everything. That's <laughs> oh, so weird to look at that. But it's amazing because what happened after that was that during that picture, I really wanted to have a Bible that looked like I read it, but I didn't really know how to do that. And now I have a Bible that looks like I read it and I love it. It's been covered multiple times. Pages are falling out because I needed God to change my heart and in turn, my body followed. So we struggle just like everybody else. I most days do not want to exercise. I don't. I don't want to work out. I don't want to eat broccoli. I don't get excited about kale. I don't get excited when I actually need to do a workout. I don't usually want to do it. I usually just do it because it's important. And then I'm like, wow, I was grumpy. I'm not grumpy anymore. Okay, awesome. But you guys, God has... I just really would love to have a lot of... I'm going to stay very simple in the science here, okay? So your body is incredible. So um, the next slide, do you guys see that picture? Just look at that for a second. And know that that is all inside of you and it keeps you alive. So Psalm 34, four through five says, I sought the Lord and he answered me. Now, it doesn't say that I stood still and didn't do anything and he answered me. It says I sought the Lord, Mm. which is an action. And he answered me and delivered me from all of my fears. But I must sought the Lord. I must seek the Lord. Mm -hmm. With action, with my mouth, with my life, with my words. And then... So I have to take action in my life. And then it says, those who look at him, again, an action. I don't look at myself. I don't look at social media. I don't look at the TV. I don't look at other people. I look at him. Their faces are radiant They are radiant, sorry. And their faces are never covered with shame. Okay? So that yellow thing that's on that person is, your body's so cool, you guys. So this is like one little nugget. It's a really fast nugget, okay? This is called your vagus nerve. Not like vagus, but like vagus. V-A-G-U-S, okay? Uh, It's your 10th cranial nerve, and it extends from your brainstem to your bowels. So when you say, that blew my mind, Like you send the emoji or you say, that scared the out of me, okay? It is a response of this nerve and other things in your body, okay? Because this nerve responds to what's happening in your body and it tells your brain so that you know. And then your brain tells it to do things and it's amazing. But this nerve is also greatly affected by shame, rejection, trauma, bad things, okay? And so being defensive all the time, we sang a song that said, great defender, not I am my defender. But when we defend ourselves, 
constantly, you are in a state of fighting to defend yourself. Constantly being defensive is a sign that this nerve in your body is not working very well. Mm. High anxiety, panic attacks, a good sign that that nerve is not working very well. Mm. The inability to keep eye contact, the ability, inability to hear socially well, your face, okay? So this says that their faces were never covered with shame. Shame affects this nerve and this nerve affects the muscles in your face. So I can look around the room and in no judgment say, I can see this on your face because the body keeps the score of your life. And so for some of you, it's, it's so hard to get started. It's hard to stay with something. It's you don't connect very well with people. You're not very good at making friends. And it might be that this thing has been so damaged that it doesn't work. And so you struggle to connect with people. But we are the hands and the feet of Jesus. So if you can't make friends and be friends with people, you can't be the hands and the feet of Jesus. Hmm. And if you're always stressed out and you're always defending yourself and you're always impatient and you're always getting in arguments, you can't be the hands of feet and the hands of feet of Jesus very well. But sometimes it's because of what's happened to us, but we just want to pretend like nothing happened, nothing's still happening. And then we don't do anything about it because it's not noble as a Christian to tell people that you struggle or that you might be sad, or that you might be angry, or that you might be frustrated, or that you might be so wounded that you just can't engage with people. Mm-hmm. And your body is telling that story. But the coolest thing is, is that this nerve actually, God gave us so many really cool things in the world that when we stimulate this nerve, it like can lower our defenses. We become more aware. Some of you, if I said, I want you to feel the knuckle of your big toe on the floor, you'd put it there and you'd be like, I still don't feel it. Or can you feel your buns? Or can you feel how high your shoulders are in your ears? So even being aware of your body is really important because it kind of tells a story of where you are Mm -hmm. and how you're feeling or what you're not feeling. And so the coolest thing is that God gave us just really awesome tools. And so this is like literally just one like baby piece of your body. Like it's a baby piece, but it's a really big piece. Um, And so we can actually get this nerve to work better with really simple things that we all can do and it won't cost you anything. (laughs) It's free, okay? So one of them is positively engaging socially with people. Now, as I started to study this nerve, I started to see people differently because now I see people that struggle to make eye contact and I can wonder what happened to you. 
Like, who hurt you? Because you're not just being rude and you don't know how, like maybe your child doesn't have ADHD, maybe something happened and they really struggle with attention and awareness because something happened to their little bodies and they don't know what to do. And they don't know how to process it. And then those little kids grow up to be big kids that struggle just like they did as a kid, but as an adult, you just have more money, (laughs) right? And so, Being able to socially engage with people, you have to have people in your life. You are not an island and you will not thrive as an island. You just won't. We have to learn to connect with people. We have to learn to come into church and say hi to someone instead of waiting for people to come and say hi to us. And then for us to say, I didn't like that. Nobody talked to me. But like, who did we step out and just take that like, risk of doing this and then just say hi maybe they needed somebody to say hi to them too right cold water cold exposure cold water face hands feet shower your pool okay um because you have it says one of the fruits of the spirit is self-control so part of getting in cold water is We talked about this last week, that your diaphragm is part of the root of the word self-control. Your diaphragm. <laughs> and so cold water is, is uncomfortable. But we, we really need to learn to be a little bit more uncomfortable sometimes and then learn to manage what it feels like in our own bodies to be uncomfortable and then say, I'm totally okay. So end your showers with cold water, put your face in cold water, um, jump in your pool, and then chill in your pool. So don't get out before you've like managed the freak out. <laughs> It'll totally change your life. I'm serious, it changed mine. Gargling, gargling helps, it stimulates the palate of the roof of your mouth. Guys, I told you, all these things are free. So you could go down to the river if you're like, well, I don't have a pool. <laughs> so you just go to the river, or you shower. Um, okay, massage. Physical touch, okay. Laughter, oh. I know I'm, I'm gonna go back. I'm going back. I'm going back, I promise. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put two of them together. I got you, Rose. I got you, girl. Uh, exercise, exercise. Find something. It doesn't have to be what we do. It doesn't have to be Zumba. I don't like Zumba because I am so bad at it that I am five moves behind and then I get that one, but then there are five moves ahead. And so I just end up flailing and just, yeah, it's not great. Uh, relaxing. So in that Defender song too, it said, I, all I did was bow down and be still. And so sometimes we don't love what's happening in worship and we want the song to move on because we're actually not okay with just being still in the moment where we're with God. Mm-hmm. We're waiting for somebody to come and stand on the Good. stage and give us some information to ingest so we actually don't think about how we're feeling while we're standing here with us and God. And so we're like, Mm-mm, we spent 14 minutes on that song. We need to move on. These people need to move on. 
It's about being in a moment with the one who made you. But when we don't know how to be still, we struggle because if we don't know how to be still, the Bible says to be still and know God. Mm. We'll know him when we're able to be still. Mm. But that's really hard. And God might say things to you like, yeah, I don't want to talk about that right now. Hmm. I don't want to feel that right now. Hmm. But it, you don't really have time to not. Like you only have one life. One. Just got one. Just one. How many? One. Uh, okay, then singing at the top of your lungs and also singing in unison with people. That actually stimulates, like scientific websites say, corporate worshiping. Or it can be humming or chanting or all of those things. They're not weird. They actually do something for your nervous system that actually helps you connect with people, be healthier, lower your anxiety, increase your energy, decrease your stress, and find like balance in your life. Mm. So your body is so cool. And like I said, this is one baby nugget, okay? But this nerve is affected by things that have happened to us that keep us from feeling safe. Mm -hmm. And so safety is really, 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 really important. Finding people that are safe. Mm -hmm. Reminding yourself that you're safe. Some people have hurt you. Everybody has not hurt you. And not everybody is like the somebody that hurt you. So not everyone is untrustworthy. There are untrustworthy people. But when we just decide that we can't trust people because mm-hmm. people are just bad, that's not true. Mm-hmm. That's not true. Mm-hmm. And so we need to find those people and then we need to share our lives and our struggles and our heartbreak. And we need to show them ourselves. Mm-hmm. Chantel and I were doing a workout the other day and it was very exposing. And I was like, I'm just so glad that you just, cause she said, what happened to you in the workout was that you never came, became overwhelmed by your intensity. You were at peace with your intensity. And I was like, that's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. That is so cool. I've never loved the fact when people describe me as intense. It's like, gets under my skin. I'm learning to love it though, because it's good. Uh, but, I said, thank you, thank you for knowing me. And she's like, thank you for showing me who you are that I actually could know you. And I was like, yeah, (laughs) that's right. But you guys, it's not the pretty things. It's like the messiest of the most broken, of the most wounded, vulnerable, exposed places. Mm -hmm. You don't show that to everybody, but you show that to some people. And so when we can take the lid off and just say, this is what it is, your body actually can better respond to things. So some of you, you're not a non-starter. You're not not capable. You're not lazy. Your Mm -hmm. brain doesn't know what to do and it needs your help. It needs to feel less stressed. It needs to be able to sit still because you were made for that. God did not forget to put that inside of you. (laughs) And so I just want everybody to stand up Because all of us are, um, I'm going to pray real quick. Okay. So um, 
we're all just going to stand up because for for nobody or one person to stand up that we don't struggle with shame is just not a real thing. And so we want to take the opportunity as a body to connect with our bodies. Mm-hmm. And so uh, just close your eyes. And we just felt like the Lord was, was saying some like very specific things about even things that we are ashamed of in our bodies that we're ashamed of what has happened to our bodies. Mm-hmm. That people did things to your body that was not okay. And the Lord wants to heal that today. He wants you to leave that today. Some of you, you are ashamed because you did things with your body and you hurt people and you took advantage of people. You took something from somebody. There are men in the room that you don't feel like you're big enough. And so since you're not big enough, you're not masculine enough. Or something was taken from you and it was your masculinity. Ladies, if you were just a little bit smaller, you would be way more beautiful. Mm. And I just want to say to you that men... Your masculinity is inside of you. It is inside of your heart. It is who God made you to be. It is not your size. It's not your stature. Women, we are beautiful because we are beautiful. Not because we are thin. Not because we are tall. Some of you need to forgive yourself. You need to leave the shame at the door of the things that you have done to your body. Whether you have cut your body, whether you have stuffed your body, whether you have purged with your body, whether you have punished your body. And so... Andy's just going to play the music a little bit, and I just want to give you guys an opportunity from your mouth with action and with sound to begin to leave the shame. Just leave it with the Lord. There's something powerful in your voice. So just tell the Lord, like, God, I'm leaving the shame. I'm leaving the shame that I should look a certain way. I'm leaving the shame of what has happened to me or what I have done. God, forgive me for thinking that I'm only valuable when I'm a certain size. God, we thank you for the cross. We thank you that you took it all, that you already did all of this. There's nothing that we are lacking. So Lord, just pull back the places where we have hidden things. Where we have hidden our gifts and our talents behind shame and rejection and anxiety and depression. God, give us hearts and minds and bodies and spirits that come alive and that we can feel, that we would begin to feel our feet on the ground. We thank you that you are gracious and you are merciful and you are kind and that you are patient 
And so, Lord, as we just sing this next song, that our bodies, that our sound, that our voices would be praise and worship and hallelujahs that break open heavens and break open our lives. Because some of you, your breakthrough is merely on the other side of your worship. It is on the other side of your sound. It is on the other side of your hands raised in full surrender. And so God, we just say as a body that we love you and you are worthy of our worship. You are worthy of our praise. You give life. You are love. Bring light to the darkness you restore. You restore every heart that is broken. We sing great and great are you, Lord. It's your breath in our darkness you give hope you restore every heart that is broken we respond and great are you Lord it's your breath in our lungs so we Pour out our praise, pour out our praise. 
just a moment just receive sometimes things that are so good it takes it takes just deep breaths just to let it land So Lord, as we are, as we're here as a family, as we begin to see ourselves differently, as we begin to see other people differently, Lord, let's just be joyful. Be joyful in this connection. Lord, I just ask that in the places where a connection is fearful for those that have found safety in disconnecting, Lord, I just ask that, that they just begin to trust themselves again. Lord, that they begin to trust you again. Lord, that they begin to trust their spouses again. That they begin to trust one another again, Lord. Lord, that the investment of themselves in you and in other people will be received tenfold, Lord. So Lord, we just thank you that you are good. Lord, we thank you that we even have the ability to understand how good you are. So Lord, we just thank you. Thank you for this morning. Thank you for today. Thank you for relationship. And thank you for who you are. In Jesus' name.